I Got It From My Mama with Beck and Sarge on Apple, Spotify and NHMNewcastleHunterMamas.com. Congratulations to Hunter and Newcastle Havel. They've just been awarded the best value medium SUV by Drive. There's no wait times across all their GWM showrooms. Three easy locations, East Maitland, Cardiff and Port Stephens. Anywhere you are, you're close to a new car. With Hunter and Newcastle GWM Havel. They also have the best value hybrids in the market. No wait times there either. NHM would like to introduce you to the team at Next Legal and Conveyancing, headed up by NHM Mama Alicia. NHM are proud to partner with Next Legal and Conveyancing, a modern boutique law firm comprised of an energetic and dedicated team of skilled solicitors who approach the law in a new, proactive and highly skilled professional way. Contact them today. NHM, I got it from my mama with Georgia Went. Absolute classic. We were just having a coffee. It was funny. Um, Georgia, actually... You're a nutritionalist, right? Yes, I am. Yeah. Tell us, what's the name of your nutrition business? It's called Georgia Went Nutrition. Oh. How original. <laughs> no, that's so good. I just got stuck with yeah. my name and that's how people know me. So yes. why change it? Okay, perfect. Well, we were just, it's funny because I, you know what it's like, mamas, for your coffee. Yesterday I said, oh, I'll wait for you till I get my coffee. And I didn't realise, oh, we weren't recording till one o'clock, so <laughs> you got here and I was basically like, can we go and get a coffee? Oh, I'm on my second. You've done <laughs> well. Like some weirdo. Like, we didn't even meet properly. I, I saw like, your foot tapping. You were ready to get out that door. Yes, I have three shots in a small cappuccino. Oh, wow. <laughs> but I only have one a day. Uh, yeah, okay. It's right. hectic, isn't it? Uh, three shots isn't too bad. I've spoken to some mums who have up to 10 a day. So really. Really yeah. do they? Yeah. Oh, it's a lot. Are you gonna, I feel like as a nutritionist, you're going to tell us now how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want me to? Yeah, come on. Okay. Three shots is not too bad, but when we're having too much caffeine, it does increase our cortisol. And in turn, oh. in the long run, yeah, that's our stress hormone. So, so it can have a bit of a negative impact on things like our weight, the jitters, um, increase our anxiety, things like that, affect our sleep, our natural energy levels. Um, But I mean, look, I have two a day, so two single shot ones. Um, So two to three shots, I think, for a mum especially is pretty good you know so much about this stuff (laughs) that's awesome I guess it's your job so I do understand it and in fact yesterday I went to this coffee shop I don't usually go to and it hadn't been very good and then it was good again and I was there with the client and I got one triple shot coffee and I was like that was so good I need another one and so I got two and then I took mum out to the movies and after the movies last night we were watching Netflix and I was like literally still anxious from the morning coffees oh wow <laughs> that's weird isn't it yeah yeah, yeah. you've got to check yourself a little bit as a mother but you do what you can to get by like oh, we were little things we were just talking how old's your little one she is 15 almost 15 months oh congratulations thank you how how was the birth oh traumatic oh <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> traumatic i mean have a birth plan what's the bloody point really <laughs> like my mum she rocked up to the hospital after I had my first and I said, Mum, I felt like I was going to die. Why didn't you tell me? And she laughed and she goes, how could you ever tell anyone what that's like? And I was like, oh, okay, I guess so. That's what so many mums say. If we told you about it before you did it, you wouldn't want to do it. 
So. Oh, my, do you have any advice for um, anyone around birth now that you've oh, been there? Well, one piece of advice, which I really do back is trust your gut because I was fully in labor and the midwife was telling me that I was not anywhere near giving birth. I was still 24 hours off it and I was fully in labor and I wasn't on drugs at this point. So I was feeling it and I was like, it can't get worse. Oh and she told me I had a really low pain threshold. <gasps> And I knew that I didn't. Like I have a high, high pain threshold and it was like the movies. That's what it felt like. <laughs> How? But in the movies it's just like the baby just is delivered and the woman <laughs> is looking amazing. <laughs> have you ever noticed when the mums put their photo up after they've had the baby, they just all look like they've been like in, like in the most terrible <laughs> experience you know what I mean you can only tell the look in the mother's face if you're another mother as well I think you can sort of tell oh yeah oh my first one was 24 hours and um I just couldn't get to the full dilation and they said do you want another hour and a half or do you want to um we were gonna have to give you an emergency c-section I was like no so I got the other hour and a half but it was just like the worst thing in my life and I'm sorry mums out there because I know some mums they reckon they have an okay time of it yeah I have heard some say that I had a Mm. beautiful birth and I just think like firstly that's amazing like I'm really happy for you but mine was not that so (laughs) I just can't I just can't imagine birth and beautiful being two terms used together after mine (laughs) Yeah, and it's hard. You had your, you've got your career, obviously, with mm-hmm. your business. And um, something that really resonated with me when we were chatting earlier, you were saying it was that your friend had actually said to you they get anxiety. Um, I was saying, yeah, but how? It's amazing motherhood, but it's really isolating too, mm. isn't it? And your friend was saying when the sun went down? Was, yeah, it was yeah. almost like a nighttime depression crept on. And wow. it was really important because it helped me recognize that as I started to feel really stressed and concerned mm. for the night ahead, because obviously you're awake most of the night, you're navigating motherhood for the first time. It was winter as well, so it was extra dark and cold. Um, and yeah, she said it was this nighttime depression that sort of comes on. And it was so true. And as soon as the sun came up in the morning, you sort of had this hope and happiness again about you because you could go out and get a coffee you could get out in the fresh air yes you could talk to people yes exactly you can't call people at 3 no you can't <laughs> you're stuck with and some. even harvey was asleep yeah. snoring so you yeah, really are just laying there by yourself because it's like you're feeding your baby yeah. and there's no one else can, that can kind of do that for you yes or, Yes. And do you find as well, I found when I was feeding, the baby goes to sleep straight away after you finish, but you can't go to sleep. Yes. And then you're lying there and your partner's lying there snoring and you just get more and more anxious going, oh my God, four hours till I have to get up, three hours till I have to get up. Oh like, yes, I remember terrifying. that all so well. Yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> such a rough time. But how is your little girl going now? She's amazing. I yeah. honestly, I love it. We hang out. We're like, we're already best friends. <laughs> She's, people have said to me that you're going to have your hands full and I totally believe that. She's so incredibly busy. Everyone says to me she's busy and she is. She never stops, but it's so fun. They say that the days sort of, they go slow, but time goes so fast. And that's one thing that I've really, really noticed with motherhood. Yeah. Is even if those days drag out, or you're having a rough day, a week's gone by and then you just forget about it. Time absolutely flies. Yeah. One of my um, podcasters said she heard someone say, you know, you've only got your kids for 18 summers. She goes, well, I thought 18 summers, that's a bloody long time. 
<laughs> oh gosh, it is. <laughs> Coming up next, we're going to talk about how to help your children and help you. You think motherhood's tough. We've just talked about it. You know what it's like every day. You think, especially with the younger kids, do you have those days where you just go, am I actually going to get out of this house? How do I? You're texting people going, I don't know if I can get out of the house. It's too hard. <laughs> Oh, getting yeah. all the things together, getting dressed. But um, we're going to give you um, insight into a tool that's going to help motherhood be easier for you. I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge on Apple, Spotify and NHMNewcastleHunterMamas.com. NCR blinds are custom blinds, curtains and shutters. In Newcastle, New South Wales, they are one of the most trusted specialists in domestic and commercial curtains, blinds and shutters in Newcastle and the Hunter region. With over a century of combined experience in curtain making, they have become a one-stop shop for blinds, curtains and shutters for Newcastle residents and business owners. They strive for 100% customer satisfaction as they want you as a forever client. NCR blinds NHM, I got it from my mama with Georgia Went talking about something that is going to make your life easier. Tell us the story behind this because it is absolutely extraordinary, Georgia. Okay. Well, if I, you can. I won't hold yeah. you all up for too long. So yeah. it's a long story that I'm cutting short today for you. Yeah. Um, but basically, I lost my mum in December 2022, which was seven months into my motherhood journey. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's pretty raw for you still and you're doing her work It already. really is because, yeah. I mean, I, to her, I was an only child. She didn't have a partner. Um, so I felt the brunt of it. I sort of was going through wow, a lot of those. really? Yeah. yeah. So what just, are some of your memories like growing up with your mum? Because she was a career woman too, she wasn't she? She was. So when I was really young, she um, before she went to uni and before she became a proper career woman, she was at home a lot. So I have so many fond memories of us just hanging out, quite like my little one and I, um, best friends. We sort of, yeah, we spent all our time together and... It was just, it was really, really fun. Um, she tried to do everything that she could to be a fun mum and provide for oh. us. And and then she decided to go to uni at 32. Wow, that's... So, single mum, yeah. um, going to uni with a little one. Oh, my God, yeah. my mind is blown. Yeah, so she realised that she woman. really did want to become a psychologist. And that's what she pursued and became. Um, she was incredibly successful in her career. Uh, and sadly, she... Um, ended up with ovarian cancer, a really aggressive form of ovarian cancer, um, which she thought she actually beat. She went through chemo a couple of years ago, forced her into retirement because she just could not recover from the chemo. It just really affected her brain and her body as it does. And that's where she sort of wrapped up her career. And then the cancer came back pretty much. We were confirmed that she was terminal a couple of days before I gave birth. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I thought I was going into motherhood with my mum right by my side. Um, as you do, you sort of fantasize all those yeah, amazing things. And she yeah. was so excited to become a grandmother because her career had sort of, she'd wrapped it up. So she had that time to mm. then put back into being a doting grandmother. And I was so excited for that because it gave her a whole new lease on life after yep. all the tough years she'd had. Um, and we'd had the COVID, like COVID and all those mm. sort of tough years. And yeah, and then that sort of changed everything. So your mum had a life's work that she was working on. Just tell us a little bit about um, why we're here today. So basically I have launched something that she didn't quite get to properly launch called The Me Strategies. 
And I saw her making this. Um, well, she actually used it as one of her amazing tools as a psychologist. Um, and then she realized that all parents and carers could benefit for it from it. And she wanted to get it out there into the world to basically all households. Um, what are some of your – because you guys, she used it with you guys growing up, she, you said. She did. So what, are, what are some of your memories of how that played out, so to speak? So I was, I think, nearly 17. So I was sort of towards the older age of using it. Um, but I loved it. I got my fuel money. I got money for clothes. I was taking the car to get washed. I was doing the grocery shopping. So I was doing all those big tasks that she did not want to do. She didn't have time to do them. So it worked so well for her. That's cool. And I loved using it. And she sort of, she kept saying to herself, like, this works for so many different ages as well. And it brought harmony to our house. She didn't have to nag me to do the dishwasher. I was happy to do it because it meant that I got what I wanted in the end. So I was working for those rewards. And yeah. As mums, we know about rewards charts and we've heard about them. I've never implemented one before, but your mum didn't really like that word because she'd spent so long developing this that it was a lot more than a rewards chart. But essentially, that's what you relate it to, right? Yeah. I mean, it's one of the best rewards charts I've ever seen. And I'm not just being biased. Um, We've still done some market research and we still can't find anything like it. So yes, it is essentially a rewards chart. She's sort of every task that you could think of. And if you wanted a task to be in there, that's not in there. um, She's even left space for you to create your own. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. So how would mums and dads use this from day to day? Should I tell you about some of my children's behaviors? you want to (laughs) okay so they're pretty slow getting ready for school in the morning and often we miss the bus okay so you could have a task of getting to the bus on time or getting ready for school without being asked getting ready for school by a certain time okay that's cool not resetting their alarm like it that's how it's I think that's why mum was so passionate because it really works in all households because you can use it however you need for your children and your family. Okay. So, and there are tasks like that. I'm sure there's a task for getting ready for school on time. There's even putting your bag, your school bag away. You know how they dump them at the front door? That's so good. Because actually, (laughs) I'm thinking about tackling my children's behaviors and I go, it's too big a mountain. <laughs> like you actually need to break it down to, mm. to those things for the children. The other day I just got so frustrated and they were being so cute. We live on a farm most of the time and the veggie garden's out the front and they go, we are going to make a fruit stall for the poorly. And anyway, I was like, okay, and we're going to sell it for free. <laughs> the economics doesn't work. They're five and seven. So they were bringing in the oranges and everything from the veggie garden and putting it all over the table and they were juicing, using my mother-in-law's shears that you cut <laughs> to juice and I'm just like, there's mess everywhere and I just had a go. Like I was just like, you guys make so much mess. Can't you just help me? And Summer, my oldest, was like, oh, yes, okay, I'm not going to play the juices anymore. Like, And she started vacuuming. <laughs> she was so good. But I feel like something like that might help get to the point where I don't have those breakdowns. You That's know what I mean? Because it's like everything has just culminated to just – explode Mm. you know yeah and it's not I want them to do imaginary play and stuff that's really cool but I just in and amongst everything like them juicing (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was just like oh oh. 
I think that was mum's idea of it. I mean, she was a she she was a parent, obviously. Yeah. So she had her whole life growing up with myself as well. So she obviously knew that all the challenges parents have and how you feel in those moments, being like feeling frustrated that you're nagging, like having to listen to yourself nagging yeah. all oh, no. the time. I always do. I go. I don't want to be that person. No, I don't want exactly. to be that person that nags. And I tell that to the girls. I go, I'm not this person. I'm not a nagger. I'm not annoying. I'm not a yelly person. It's just like, <laughs> you make me this way. But maybe they don't make me that way. I've probably created the situation that has made me that way mm-hmm. because I haven't, you know, it's, I've let it get out of hand. Yeah. And I did. I think a lot of, you'll hear mums talking about this, but you know, cleaning your house and doing all of that stuff doesn't write invoices. And it. And no. I've had times where I've been a single parent. There was no support really money-wise from the other side too. So you just had to let the house go to hell so <laughs> you can afford the mortgage. Yeah. And that's just how it was. So there's a bit of that as well. But yeah, it's if things are running smoothly, there's no better feeling as a mother. You're like, Oh, if that baby goes to sleep or, you know what I mean, and you pour that glass of wine, like, at the end of a day that's felt like 10 days long or, you know, or if the reader's up to date for school, like, you're just like, as a mum, you're like, it gives you a really great feeling. I'm even sitting up and putting my shoulders back. (laughs) So, yeah, I feel like that could is something that can really help people. Oh, definitely. I think it's ending that pester power, so not having your children pestering you all the time as well. That's something that mum said. That was one of her challenges to help with that. Yeah. So I think I was a real – I think I pestered a lot. I always asked for things and – I'd continue to ask and if I didn't get a yes, even if I got a maybe, that I assumed that was yes. So I was following up. I wanted whatever it was that I asked for. (laughs) My five-year-old is completely like that. She's a complete pesterer. Yeah. And it does actually send you around the twist. Yeah, exactly. And that's why mum developed this because it it is to help with that. So it's to stop you having to nag your children. Basically, they'll do it either without asking or just a friendly reminder. (laughs) Hopefully stop the pestering because if they're pestering you for, say, like a chocolate in the chocolate aisle or whatever it may be, have they actually done enough to contribute around the household? Have they done sort of those things that really stress you out usually? Have they done those things that week? And do they get that chocolate? And they will then know too. So if one of their rewards was a chocolate at the shops, they will know whether they get that or not before you go to the shops. Or even one of the tasks might be, oh, sorry, one of the behaviours might be, not to nag at the shops. And I know that that's a stress for a lot of parents. You oh go to the God. shops. You, go you don't want to take your children you to the shops. Mums are like, I will do anything to avoid. I've actually come to think about it. I've gone without really important groceries <laughs> because I was like, I cannot visit the shops with my children. I'll just need to go without. Yeah. And no one can bring me the groceries. So we're just going to not have said <laughs> item, which is crazy. But it actually does save you. Yeah, someone told me once, um, it was weird, it was a um, Thai massage lady actually and I was having a massage and this was like the best advice ever. She said when you go to the shop you only allow your children to have one thing. So that saved me for years. I was like one thing and they'd bring different – and I'm like is that your one thing? But now I've even tried to stop the one thing because (laughs) the house gets so full. That's another thing and all the plastic and all that. And us mums, we really – you know, we're thinking about the environment too mm. and we're thinking like all of that space that all those crappy toys take up, you know, and what actually went into them and the people that are on those wages or, you know, mm. whatever is in the background, 
we don't want to subscribe to that half the time. And what they get those crappy plastic toys, how, like they p- play with them once. Yeah, exactly. And then they just yeah. accumulate. Yeah. And I think that's the thing too with the rewards for the me strategies. It's not about having necessarily a physical reward it doesn't it's not about just getting a toy or something it can be anything that's important to the child or the family so it could be an hour at the park it could be 20 minutes of tv time and that's another thing too with oh yeah the devices yeah Yeah, we've got them off the devices and we use them as a reward now which is working really well but yeah I think too like if you've got a working mum like me I'm away a few days a week they really value time with me so it could be you will get to go to the movies together or go on a mum date yeah something and I think it just sort of reassures them that they are getting something out of it they've got something to look forward to and they've got to work towards that as well so and same thing with the devices if they are on them too often you can one of your behaviors could be to reduce the device time or to get off without being asked, things yeah. like that. Like mum has literally thought of so many different common, We call, she calls them behaviours and that's what they're called in the me strategies. But there's over, I think over 200 yeah. that she's thought of. And, and you, you were there. saying oh, that some mums, and it's obviously like a pride thing, they're like, oh, my kid doesn't have anything wrong with them, so I don't need this. But that's not the case. No. Of course, there's things... There's things out there that annoy all mums, right? Exactly. And, and <laughs> you need, like, there will be ideas and ways to make your home run smoother. Exactly. Yeah. And this can be as simple as getting your child to unpack the dishwasher or it can be far more complex. It could be maybe your child's swearing and it's saying a sentence without swearing. So it's sort of mums used it. It's been developed from for everyday sort of tasks and behaviours and things, but it's also come from the complexities that mum experience as a psychologist, particularly with children. So she's worked with sort of everyone in her time and that's why she was so passionate about this, getting out to literally all homes. And when I say that, we mean that. It will help and work in pretty much all homes with parents and carers of children. But pretty much from age four to, I mean, it depends on your teenagers if they're going to sort of participate in this, but some teenagers might. So, yeah, it's a good investment. Well, I do hear from mums who have teenagers that they're always asking for money. Exactly. (laughs) If they want those rewards from their parents, they better participate. (laughs) What are some of the things uh, inside the me strategies that pop up? Oh, gosh, there's so many. Pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, there are so many. She There'd literally... be things you haven't thought about, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. there's so many things that yeah. I haven't thought about. And if there's any that, like I said, apply to your home and it's not in there, there's some blank ones for you to write your own. And it's all it's all on a magnet. So mum wanted okay. to keep it device-free. Um, she did get spoken to about an app. But the whole point of this is for it to be visual. A lot of children are visual and they thrive off visuals and that's why she's created these characters. Tactile. Yeah, yeah, and she actually drew the characters, which are really cool if you do have a look, pay attention to them because mum actually hand drew them. But they also yeah. have a place in keeping the children anonymous if they don't want their name up there. So when people come around, they don't really oh, okay. know which yeah. child's which. But also for the visuals, it really helps some children kind of work better with the me strategies because yeah. it's all visuals and she's yeah. nailed it with that. Well, it's interesting. My um, seven-year-old is autistic mm-hmm. and she writes lists and I think this is something that would just set her world on fire. Like she loves to be planning and all that sort of thing and that's probably somewhere where I've fallen down because I'm an artist. So mm-hmm. I'm just like fly by the seat of your pants. It doesn't really annoy me but it does annoy yes, her. Yes, yeah. And mum worked with a lot of children with autism and this really worked for them and I think that's why she was so proud of it because a lot of people, 
she wants everyone to be able to access this. It's such an easy thing to now access. And mm. that was the biggest, I guess, goal for her yeah. was to make this accessible. Yeah. And it doesn't matter ha- what your child or what behaviours you don't think they exhibit or whatever. Um, I saw M. Rusciano, who's a uh, media personality. We She used to be on the radio as well, like me. But she said something really cool. She's got an autistic child too. Mm-hmm. And she was saying that why should we tell children no matter how they've they show up in the world that they need to fit in the box and act like us you know what i mean like a lot of them she said you know a lot of people in this world would do really well taking on some of my son's behaviors Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because he's really cool and a lot of the like ways in which he works is yeah. more effective than in adverted commas a normal child so yeah, yeah. mum would totally agree as well she was yeah. one of the most passionate people i would ever have met she fought for children going to foster care like she was always fighting for the children it was always what was in their best interest at the end yeah. of the day she even my husband's a primary school teacher and she'd oh make sure that he was very aware of trauma and yeah all these different things that he took all of that into account when working with children because she just feels like you you need that extra kind of education. And now he very much says like children learn differently and he gets excited about it and he loves to make sure that like some kids love doing more art than sort of other things in the classroom and he makes sure that they get that. So, and same thing with the me strategies. It's never about, she never wanted people to fit in this box. It's not about kids doing as they're told and fitting in this little box of, do all your tasks. It's about making the household happier yeah. and the kids having that trust and respect for their parents as well Yeah, because they know that they're sort of – you can see on the fridge that they've done their tasks or yeah. if they've done their very best for the week yeah. as well as they're sh- like showing you that they want to work for something that's really important to them. Yeah. And it also kind of works in a way that it's not about punishing the child and mum's no. – she would never say don't punish your child. That's yeah. not at all. But the me strategies is not a punishment tool. It works the other way. Yeah, it's positive recognition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can speak um, from my point of view as a parent and I think sometimes the goalposts aren't clear for my children because I'm so busy, Mm. I don't make it clear for them. So this is something that would do really well with them and make things a lot clearer. Yeah, definitely. They can see their goals and all of that sort of thing, mm-hmm. you know. You get so busy with work, you've got to do this and that. You're looking at your list. Exactly. You don't sit there going, having enough time to be there, darling, it would make my life so much easier if you put your bag in your room and exactly. every time you do da 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 It's just not that. You go, you just go, oh, my God, this house is crazy. <laughs> you guys are crazy. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so I can see how this is. And you should really, like, I love my children so much and you want to strive towards that harmonious home mm. so this is a way to do it exactly mate the tools are for the parents too yeah exactly we probably don't have them you know exactly i don't have them <laughs> <laughs> and i think what's really cool is yeah. whilst we were doing our photo shoot we worked yeah. with a real family yeah and their kids opened the box and they got so excited they were wanting to put it together they were even picking what like behavior suited them so one was like oh i picked my nose and the mum sort of joked and said yes that's perfect one for you but they got so excited to choose their character and set it all up and the thing is the excitement doesn't disappear you reset every week couple of weeks months with new tasks to do and new rewards or just seeing how they're going and they can swap characters and i think the excitement sticks around so yeah 
having it, it's it's not going to just sit there and it's not yeah. going to go unused like a lot of rewards charts or things that you're trying to implement. It's not going to grow old because no, you can reinvent exactly. it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, I can't wait to report back about my clean house and my perfect children. I was just see, thinking of something else too. Often, I don't know if it's for you guys, but I'll label my kids. I'll be like, you're being bad today or you're being, oh, you're being such a good girl. And it's sort of like, I don't, you know, with this, you can set, you can show them how to be good in inverted commas mm. or bad. It's not that. It's just that they're they're not meeting your expectations, with you, which you haven't even articulated. Exactly, yeah. God, this podcast is just making me feel like a really crap mum. Oh, God, no. <laughs> but I mean, mum was a career woman, so she saw yeah. all this. And yeah. life is so busy and often we don't sit and have time to communicate with our kids mm. enough as we should. But also, we don't have time to remind them 30 million times a week no. to do that. So when it's on your fridge or on a whiteboard, whatever yeah. suits your home really, yeah. it's there, it's visual for them. Yeah. And like I said, you can remind them or send them back to the, the me strategies or ask them, how are you going with your tasks this week? Just to remind them. And it should be something that you don't need to then speak about a lot and constantly remind and nag. And that's, as, as we were speaking before about the nagging part, it removes that. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. We didn't even <laughs> talk about nutrition or anything associated. No, I know. <laughs> what do you, do you have any advice out there generally for mums? to help them with you nutrition know, yeah oh gosh i think yeah. just try follow to, georgia on her yeah, socials you'll me. see stuff get in touch reach out like honestly if you Is have it a question georgia went nutrition Is yes. that your yeah and the me strategies as well yes yeah yep. on insta yeah reach out i'm very friendly i'm not scary um but don't buy into the fads i think as mums yeah. we're desperate to get back to that free yeah. baby the bounce back thing is total bull like it's rubbish so don't put that pressure on yourself reach out get some help from someone get motivated to just eat well and move your body however and feel that looks. good exactly. i think if you feel good that's a really good indicator exactly it's interesting like i um had a yoga studio and have done a lot of sport in my life and even now my oldest is seven my youngest is five I still can't switch on my core properly mm. and hold it. Yeah. Like, and I work on it with Pilates, which has been life-changing for just getting that um, pelvic floor back, mm-hmm. you know, and the abs and stuff like that it makes you feel really strong inside yourself because if your core is completely shattered, it does big bad things for your self-esteem, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think mamas just they want to get to that end goal real quick they're not sort of ticking those little boxes along the way like making sure your body is ready to get back into training or making Mm. sure you are strengthening your pelvic floor that's so true i remember my my favorite thing is running and i did it too early because no no one talks to you like no i know it should be a recommendation you should have to get clearance from a women's physio yes not just a gp before you're allowed to go back to training i seriously felt like my vagina was about to fall (laughs) out like as i was running and i just stopped myself i was like oh i won't be doing that (laughs) i I did like three steps and they went no i was back at (laughs) f45 and i was wetting myself and I was so mortified, but that you pressure. You hear that so commonly, don't you? Exactly. But, I mean, we just don't – we don't talk about it enough, firstly, and no. we just put so much pressure on ourselves to get back to what we were or what we think. We could we be think doing damage be. too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Look after yourself, mamas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it from my mama with Beck and Sarge on Apple, Spotify and nhmnewcastlehuntermamas.com.